Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! For the week of January 14th, 2015, I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is not 2015, it's 2016. I messed up and neither one of you caught it. Uh, once again, <laughs> you are joining IGN's Nintendo show, the one you know and love. We are back for a brand new year. Joining me once again, Brian Altano. Rap, rap. That is a very tired brap. What's going on in your life? No, I, I, you briefed me on some uh, news that we're going to get into in a minute, and it's not great, so I'm... Curbing my enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Um, I, I guess. Look, we'll save the bad news for the end of the Everything's show. awesome in Nintendo Land. <laughs> no, it ain't that good. Cut the music. Cut the music. And joining us once again, Per Schneider. I don't even know an underpants. <laughs> Is that okay, true? Why are you no. saying that on, on, on the show? Okay, that's fine. If you didn't but, catch us last week, we did our Missing No What are you talking about? There's the, no such thing oh, as Missing No. Oh, there was no. no 
We talk about making it. I don't no, know what a missing no, no is. A secret yeah, episode that we yeah. did? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, no. It's not. A, it's a it's secret. It's available in our archives if you know where to look. So, okay. IGN's huh. Best of 2015 awards happened. Splatoon won Best Shooter and Best Competitive Multiplayer. Wii U Game of the Year as voted by... I so, first of all, I guess before I keep going, these are voted by IGN staff by yes. a select group of people. Uh, the Wii U Game of the Year for Nintendo was Super Mario Maker. The 3DS game of the year was uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes, yep. um, which kind of surprised me a little. Hmm. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about these awards and also make my case because I was disappointed by our choice for Wii U Game of the Year. Okay. My, my vote was that Splatoon should have been IGN's best Wii U Game of the Year. Sure. Um, and I felt that way for a lot of reasons, as, as not just as a new IP for Nintendo, which, granted, that's the easiest thing to point to, right? Oh, look, look at this new yep. thing that Nintendo finally made, and it's good, and it's, it's paint. But just also that, you know, it, it was a game that had sort of a slow climb. Like, when it came out, obviously, there was the initial disappointment by how much content it launched with. But then they just kept adding to it. And they just kept adding to it. Yep. And you got into monthly Splatfest events, which mm -hmm. aren't great, but are getting... I, I feel like they, they eventually did kind of rope at least the people in the office who play into that and kind of talking about it. Um, I think also the Transformers Splatfest was really smart. Um, yep. But that doesn't have to do with the nomination. I think mechanically is a strong game. I think single-player-wise, it's a little weak on content, but it makes up for it with a really strong multiplayer package, a game that felt like it constantly gave you reasons to come back um, and that's not to disparage our choice with Mario Maker. I feel like Mario Maker was an excellent choice. Nintendo's first course builder where you were able to upload like these crazy contraptions and creations to the internet. You had mm -hmm. costumes. You had all of this fun fanfare for a genre that has been part of video games since video games came back to life. Since Nintendo entered the video game race in, in, you know, 30 years ago. Um, but... I thought Splatoon had better and more interesting ideas. Pretty passionate speech there, Jose. Thank yeah. you. Well, I, f I, I feel practiced. like, honestly, there was no wrong choice here. I, you know I love Splatoon. I thought it, 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 was, a, it was already a, a good game at launch, um, and it just got better, and I had a ton of fun with it. And honestly, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with a game that is multiplayer, only like a Battlefront or a Titanfall. Um, when it is made clear to the audience. And, like, Splatoon wasn't that. I think a lot of people think it does not have single player. actually has fun single player. It does. It is it does. not the main star. It's not the star attraction of that game. Um, but it, it's a fantastic title. Whereas Mario Maker, Mario Maker is is a little bit more complicated because it really depends on what kind of person you are, right? Like sure. Splatoon, I feel like anyone can have fun with it, whether you play online or offline or you're a team player. It's not daunting like a Call of Duty where you get you, you get really discouraged very quickly because other players advance more than you. It is just a very smartly developed game. Mario Maker, I think it's a little bit harder if you're not the person who loves to create levels and spend a lot of time tinkering than it is not as good of a game for you. And but I think, but I you think have a way to dip into this it, big community of levels and things, but it's of, not optimized. Of autoplay music levels, yes. Well, yeah. that's what's dominating yeah. the yeah. charts, still, much to your chagrin. Oh, still happening. Well, and I know people that have sat down with Mario Maker for an hour and walked away and were like, that game sucks. And I'm yeah. like, why? And they're like, I didn't like any of the levels I played. So it's, mm. it's sort of just like, if you get a bad hand, mm -hmm. it's just not good for you. But I've sat down, I mean, I, I actually loved... I loved even playing the Nintendo-made courses in there. They're still some of my favorite ones uh, in the kind of tutorial section stuff. But I've sat down some nights and played that game for an hour and <laughs> played just really bad levels and then come back the next day and played it for an hour and played nothing but really good levels. So uh, it really all depends on what you kind of stumble upon. But, yeah, it ultimately I think people remember that game as this amazing creation tool where a lot of people used it to create autoplay music levels. yeah and it is my wii u game of the year i Me picked too. it over splatoon and you know that saying something because i, I really think splatoon mm. is absolutely, remarkable absolutely. i think you put in more um, time in splatoon this yeah year. and yeah. but super mario maker to me it's just it's this it's this realization of my dreams that i can try my hands at creating something mm -hmm. and you know i heard you speak about it on another podcast i think it may have been game scoop or something uh you know where you we found out uh, or beyond we found out that a lot of people are not good game designers, and it gives you this appreciation for how good Nintendo really is yeah. at creating yeah. platform levels. But right? I think the other problem is that there are some really good game they designers, are. and you will never find the people who are just armchair game designers, and you will never <laughs> find their stages because, sadly, search and even though the bookmark site came out, and that's that's a band aid for sure. But I still feel like 
there are level creators I'm finding more and more about uh, each day that I didn't know they've been making levels all this time because I'm not paying that much attention. And you would think that the game and yeah. maybe you know set people within Nintendo would be their job to promote some of that stuff to the forefront. And it doesn't the seem featured, to be the case. No, the featured list is there's something yeah, wrong. Yeah, the, the like, bookmarks list work, is yeah. nice because yeah. there's a good the uh, there's a there's a good set of none of them are autoplay levels or at least most of the times I've checked they're not. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's divided by like easy, yeah. average, expert. But like guys like you know, for example, uh, Summer Games Done, excuse me, Awesome Games Done Quick was mm -hmm. like last week, and they had this amazing Mario Maker race, which you can you can watch it on the site. We actually had a, a feature on the site about some of the best speedruns that came out of it, and it was this awesome gauntlet of levels that these players had not seen before. And creators like you know Panga, pa uh, Panga is one of the level uh, level designers. Another guy named Carl Sagan uh, made some levels. There's a few others. Carl Sagan made levels that game. That's, that's, his, that's, <laughs> that's his, crazy. He uh, made billions and billions. Uh, of um, <laughs> but but the bigger point is that these guys make amazing levels that won't hold your hand, and that right. some of them could be a little too hard. But good luck finding them through but, but at least what can. the in-game yeah. has. But you can, and that's you can, but it's more word of mouth. And the in-game stuff and, and the bookmark site, the in-game stuff is not cutting the the mustard and, to me. But see, that's okay. It is okay by me. I think it's a disappointment that the that the tools aren't better to let you discover the truly good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is obviously based on popularity and stars, and they created a system that lets you discover it. They didn't anticipate that there would be a very very young audience of kids who would love to hear the Pokemon theme yeah. a thousand times. And, and keep replaying those levels, right? Like, it happens on YouTube, too. Some of the biggest videos on YouTube are arguably not the best videos ever made, and you will find those more easily than the better two pieces of content. That well, said, especially though, because the way YouTube recommends things to you is buy, like, something you watch, and they're like, oh, you should check this out, and then they yeah. constantly throw it at you. Yeah. And every other video but, you're on, it's a recommended piece of content. But, but that doesn't change the fact that, inherently, Mario Maker is a fantastic level creation tool. It is just so well done because it's fun. They made it fun. Some Something that shouldn't be, you know, that, that should be very daunting. They made actually really easy to get into. They teach you how to do it. They had freaking cat paws in it. I think. How can you not love something? Well, like it's that? weird because when, when I look back on Mario Maker, uh, I, I obviously absolutely adore it. It, yeah. it. it actually exceeded my expectations in in many many ways. Yeah, same here. Um, and I think obviously it falls into a lot of the same sort of uh, pitfalls as the, as you guys are bringing up, which are. Uh, the level design really depends on who's in charge of it, and finding stuff is is kind of difficult at times. It's weird how much Mario Maker made me realize how important the progression of a Mario game is. And I think when you strip it down to just levels, the experience kind of feels hollow. Like mm -hmm. I actually do totally, like yeah. I do like playing a set of eight levels yeah. and then fighting a boss and then crossing a bridge and playing another set of eight levels. Even though that is always tethered together by the most loose, basic, nonsensical of stories. Yeah. Of like there's a cake. Oh, mm -hmm. the party went bad. Ah, oh, everybody's got to yeah. go save the girl. Um, those bookends are stupid. But to me, the the magic is what happens in between and being able to beat a level, even back to Super Mario World or Mario Three. Yeah. Even the original Super Mario Brothers of being like, I'm, I'm in a new set. I'm in 1-1. One, one. I'm in 2-1. Mm -hmm. I'm in 3-1. There's something really cool and important about that. And I hope that if Nintendo revisits this series, mm -hmm. they let people do that. I thought we'd get inklings of that when we first saw um, that sort of tutorial stuff Nintendo built out, which was you saw eight levels in a row in a line. And mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe they're going to let players build a world yeah, yeah. where you can actually set progression. It can be like, I'm going to put eight levels in a world oh, yeah. and have a boss fight at the end. Um and there's, there's shadows of that in this game. Yeah, and when that would be cool to share as um, – I don't mean to interrupt, but that would be yeah. something that's cool to share as one big chunk. Like yes. here is yeah. Brian Altano's like eight-world Super yep. Mario – or eight-level Super Mario world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's something that instead they, they preferred going for the individual stages mm -hmm. as they were. Yeah. Um, no, and you mm -hmm. make a very good point actually. Yeah. It means it means that your your pacing while playing a bunch of levels in a row is kind of all over the place because you go from like an endless runner level to like a fire level yeah. to a ghost right. house, yeah. um, and that doesn't normally happen as much in the game. Obviously, there's a ton of level variety in, mm -hmm. in, in traditional, actually Nintendo made Mario games. But yeah, I, I mean that's not me. I'm not mad at this game for not being able to do that. It's just something I want to see more of no, yeah, as it yeah. keeps going. Absolutely. But to me, that's I think it's a, a great start. I mean, exactly. This is the the first game ever like this. Yeah. 
from Nintendo. Obviously, they've done creative tools like that before, right? Like even on the F Zero construction kit, F-Zero, yep. they've done stuff on the 6040D, right? That never came out here. Versus but Excite also, but also, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, like you've had like Mario Music applications, all that kind of stuff throughout the history of Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember that, and, yeah, and, and totally. construction kits. And so for this one, the first in this kind of franchise to have this many features and be this fun. Um, I thought it was just awesome. Yeah. Sure, I, sure. I really, I still like it a lot. It, it, you need better di- discovery tools built in, but that's also where the internet comes in. Yep. Just like Minecraft, like half of the story was outside the game. It seems to be the, the same with Mario. Well, admittedly, yeah. it was a close race, and I think that uh, you know that that was obviously yep. a personal choice. I feel like they were both first new entries and in, in brand new sets of ideas. You can say that Mario was a 2D platformer, which has been done before, but it wasn't done like this, and they really did come up with an elegant solution to make making levels fun just as much as Splatoon turned claiming territory by spraying paint on the ground into something that felt really cool. Yeah. They were both very, very good. Uh, personally, I would have gone with uh, Splatoon. I feel like there's a bunch of people in the community who agree. Uh, but the case has been made. I don't, I'm not the one who makes the decision. So if you're sending tweets at me about it, not my problem. Like, yep. well, you, made, not, you made a, yeah. a small part of the decision. Uh, yeah, yeah, I voted for Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way, I mean, in interest of honesty, and I think we've talked about this on other shows, but the way we did our voting was a sort of tiered point system where you picked three games for each category and they got more points as they went down. So yeah. all those points were tallied up. So if you said Splatoon, uh, Mario, and then Xenoblade, uh, it was basically five points, three points, one point type of thing. Mm-hmm. So so in, uh, order for, in order to sabotage Mario, what you're saying is I shouldn't have voted for it. Because that's what this system sort of sets up. Uh, effectively. Yeah, but yeah. you're not a baby. I'm not. You're not a, a little yeah, kid. I'm not a child. All you, right, you so. already skipped Affordable Space Adventures. So it should have been on there. I really uh, like that game. That, that was, was a really game. good game. Yeah. Uh, there was a few others. Uh, so our best 3DS game uh, was the, excuse me one second, uh, was Triforce Zelda Heroes. Triforce Hero. Sorry, I'm not stumbling on that, but that I had to write the time down. But uh, for, for myself, I thought <laughs> that the best 3DS game was Box Boy. I knew Box you'd say Boy that. was, without a doubt, one of the most fun exercises I had on a Nintendo game. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a big Nintendo game. It didn't have a ton of marketing. But it had a lot of clever ideas. And to me, that means something. I think it's a shame that, uh, at least community-wise, I don't feel that game got as much attention as it should have in this well, office. it's the art style, right? It's a game that you, you either have appreciation for something that is so Spartan, like yeah. this line art style. Yeah. I mean, there's no color in that game. Right, um, right. It's shades very, of gray, but yeah, yeah it's very shades monotone. of gray. <laughs> I, I'm answering your question. Uh-huh. That's a gray's a color. There's no, no. <laughs> it's it's just not. It's not a colorful game. Yeah, um, but it is very clever. I really like that game too. It, it's tough sometimes to pit a game like that against a Triforce Heroes, and honestly, against Majora's Mask 3D, which I actually like Majora's Mask better than Triforce Heroes, but it's also but a it, return it's a visit remake. of a game, yeah, right? Like, it's a you remake. You can't make that so. the, the choice. I mean, it is a, it is a, the, one of the best Otherwise, choices there, but yeah. it would have been Wind Waker last yeah. Majora's Mask was actually... That's like a kid who took the test and then yeah. got a chance to take the same test yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, no. Well, it was weird, because this year, when when I took that test, I actually uh, enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't wild about Majora's Mask really? for the longest time in the show. Mm-hmm. I've been on the show for, what, six, five years now? I always talked about how Majora's Mask was one of my least favorite Zelda. Oh, yeah, that's that was you. And I revisited it on, on 3DS last year and yeah. uh, actually really enjoyed a lot of it. I, yeah. I thought it still had a bunch of problems. Did you, um, I know a couple of my friends really loved Ocarina of Time, didn't like Majora's Mask because they felt like they had take, they had gotten a glimpse at Link growing up. You know, let's let's not forget that. Oh, I didn't he, care about he that. He was a tiny little guy in Link to the Past and in Ocarina yeah. of Time, he turns from kid to adult and he's kind of, you know, comparatively badass. Yeah. No, no, I mean, but I was, that one goes back. I was Majora's literally Mask. just talking about this on Up at Noon yeah. with Max today, but uh, my Zelda to me, or Link, Link in The Legend of Zelda to me is always that the... Uh, sort of manual and promotional art that went behind the original Legend of Zelda. He's that yeah. little kid with a sword and a watercolor painting facing a mountain, you know? Yeah. Him becoming like this brooding adult I never really interested me as much. So Majora's Mask, like, yeah, it, it dabbles in a, stuff like that here and there with, you know, the fierce deity link and all that kind of stuff, but... You didn't ulti- like the sequences in Ocarina enough time where he's in front of the mirror complaining about zits? No, not at all. That yeah. was really tragic. Yeah, yeah, or, like yeah. his, uh, just, yeah, I think his his adolescence was the hard whole, No, it's, it's uh, the whole, yeah. But I think yeah, in general, Majora's Mask was never my favorite because I like to play Zelda games kind of at my own pace yeah. and having a clock in the corner oh, always yeah. guard me. Oh, I, 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 get, yeah. I get that. And there's work But you appreciated it. it more this time around. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did you like it better than Triforce Heroes? Or? Um, 
Triforce Heroes was such a weird game for me to talk about and vote for because I feel like the highs in that game were like some of the most fun I've had playing a Nintendo yeah. game in a very long time. Like probably since Mario Kart 8. Like playing um yeah, or 3D World. We have highs. Some oh man. Yeah, 3D, 3D World. World. Totally, totally. Like playing plan um local co-op with you guys yeah. in this office <laughs> was so much fun. Like seriously, one of my favorite gaming moments of, of 2015 was playing Triforce Heroes with you guys. Really? Now going home the next even day. Even with Jose? Even with Jose. Going home the next day and, uh, and, and he's a master troll. Oh. Going home with, going home the next day and playing with you guys <laughs> without any, uh, without voice chat or anything. Playing online was miserable. <laughs> I was furious. Like my yeah, wife came okay. into, the, into, into, the, into the living room and was like, what's wrong? Well, wait, was I troll? Like yeah. that time, I no, think I we was. just couldn't solve a puzzle because oh. we couldn't talk. Oh, was that the big disagreement? At the, go the here, block? go here. No, try this, that, try this. Pom 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 pom. But that you was, can't talk like that. We had Jose in the team. That no. was the problem. Yeah. All right, so like he just wouldn't. Oh, he just pull goes to his thing. corner. Yeah. So hang on a minute. For yeah. context for folks, because <laughs> I need probably to listening. To I need to set this. No, I wasn't listening to musicals. He's like I wasn't. Oh God. He said the song. It's just like Mighty Mouse. It's really bad. That's not it at all. You take that back. Um, no, so we decided to subject ourselves to this game as a, as a social experiment. We set the rules as no communication whatsoever, not even a text message. <laughs> We're going to each play at home as Joe Casual would and no. try to solve puzzles. But and then, you were running a different then, social experiment. <laughs> I was not. You I, were. I was oh, yeah, you, wait a minute. No, that's not true. You were. You were. I was trying to see how Angry. much I could get away with. And you guys prove that the, you can drive someone pretty bad. You backed out game. of the game without letting anyone know. And oh, you're yeah, like, oh, I sorry, I got a phone call. No, I actually wanted to see what happened. And then you came into work and you're like, that phone call never actually happened. We're like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. All right. Um, and you didn't subject ourselves to it. And that, that's the way the game hey, is played for most people. My research is well documented. I will share it with the internet if I must. But you guys were terrible partners. That I being played said, with other people. No, hold on. You, but you, you did not subject. <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. You did not subject us to any conditions. We played the game the way most people will play that game, like, which is online without any local co-op with it. Without any communication, and that's and that's where we that played game well. Fails. By the way, we did, you guys we did, did we not job. play well yeah. at all. We were working together. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You guys were not working together. Revisionist Brian history was, here. Brian was jumping like sides depending on who he was like, sort of aligning himself with. I still remember. Sometimes he'd follow me around and do something. <laughs> sometimes he'd follow you around and do something. Really, like you need to choose now. What what, what side are you on on this? Pair. Oh, I want to throw you in a pit forever. Because <laughs> Pear doesn't fake a phone call and shut the game down. <laughs> yeah, I Come guess on, I did. Get out of no, here. That's true. It's true. All right, let's move on then. Uh, we spent the t- uh, enough time on that. You can find IGN's Best of 2015 awards on the site. Make sure that you check that out. Which are 3 1 overall, which is probably worth mentioning if you're, uh, if you're yeah, a Zelda a fun fan. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, fun, game. fun, fun, uh, fun game. Next item on the list is uh, I guess we're part of 2016 is going to be us sort of on NX Alert. Yep. Um, and one thing that I do want to bring up with this group is that if Nintendo is serious about NX being a 2016 product, that conversation has to start happening next month. Yeah. No question. This is this is something that it is. It needs to be a Q1 announcement. And I'm betting it is a Q1 announcement because the longer you sit on this the less time, lead time you have to build that excitement. Right now, you have a ton of people excited at the mention of any time those two letters come up, but they have no idea what to be excited about. Yeah. Because everything is speculation, rumor, people are saying this, industry-leading chips, blah, blah, blah. Like every other week, it feels like another reason to, to sort of sh- like get really excited, but not really know why. Random analyst thinks if it came out, it would hurt 3DS sales. Yep. Bigger than yep. pizza. Not Stay knowing tuned. what the system is, it will hurt 3DS. Uh, but, n- but, nothing but, Nintendo does will ever be bigger but, than pizza, I mean, Jose. Come on. Do you, but do you, do, uh, uh, besides that disagreement, <laughs> do you agree with that if this is a thing that you're planning to sell this year, that conversation needs to start next month. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't care when the conversation starts with us. I want the conversation to start with third parties yeah. immediately. I want games on my game console at launch. That would be a nice change for things because the 3ds didn't have them at launch, and the Wii U didn't really have them at launch. I guess by bringing it up, by starting the conversation with us, I mean for us, it's to get off of this sort of uh, the the final stages or whatever the waiting phase that is Wii U's life right now because it is very much. Yeah. When's my next game? 
all right, great, woo, then yeah. months of hands down, but when's my next game, when's my next big game, let me, yeah, let me clarify yeah, yeah. that, because there are a ton of games that come but out. you understand it. the risk, right? Like, the risk Huge is, risk. there's still Wii U's on store shelves, mm-hmm. you know, Nintendo still wants to sell Wii U games, Nintendo still wants retailers to champion the platform. What they don't want is mom going into a GameStop, and then the GameStop guy says, no, no, they, they're going to discontinue this thing soon, just wait two months, you'll get an X, but right? What are, like, re- what are retailers championing? You ever go to retail to look at the Wii U section, it's depressing at times. Outside of a ton of Amiibo these days, there's not a lot going on. And this has been the case for a lot of the system's life. I know we've recommended the system on the show before, but I think a clearer vision into these plans needs to be made. Yeah, but why now? Why not in two months? Or three months, right? Like it's, I think you can't wait past March. I, I, that's, my, that's my thing. I think the reason why you haven't heard anything is because what they can show you and explain mm. is not there yet. Sure. You and know? then there is – like, your risk is – what you said about risk is right, but also the risk of getting it, it wrong. If you, re- if you rush this thing out the door, that's yeah. a problem. But it's remember, a bigger problem. Remember for you Wii U. With the Wii U, it actually didn't work at all, right? Like where I would argue – they still they didn't have the stuff that would demonstrate why Wii U is special until way later. Like if Wii U, if they had shown people Wii U and said, "This is Super Mario Maker," yeah, and you can only play this on the Wii U, and this is how it works. Everybody goes, "Oh, I get it. This is like Nintendo letting the audience in and creating this tablet controller that lets them customize stuff." That that would have been know, a phenomenal that launch. That would have been a completely different story, yes. and I think that's they're they're very careful. Hopefully, they're very careful to avoid that with the NX, where they come out and they have some crappy line drawing demo, and they're like, oh, in the future, you'll be able to see color here. You know, yeah, like they, they yeah. need to show something that explains you... why this system will sit on in the living room or if it's portable in, in your bag. When you already have a yes, PS4 yeah. and a 3DS. Yeah, and, and completely I agree with you that they have to be ready to say so. But I think at this state in the game, if it is known internally it is known. that this is a 2016 product, which I think internally they do know the answer to that question, whether or not this is a November or a September. Do you think so? Or an August thing. Japan it probably can does. Be. <laughs> Japan does. It, it absolutely can be if it's far along. If it's not ready, then we need to start seeing more reasons why Wii U is going to be okay this year. Because yeah. right now, for example, uh, a French re- retailer listed Star Fox Zero as a July game. And people, people are now worrying, is that game delayed again? If that game's delayed again, what am I playing? I would say this. You probably weren't going to pay that much attention to it because you'd still probably be playing Twilight Princess if, if you're a Zelda person. And that game's going to take a while. That's a 60-hour-plus Zelda game unless they cut that many corners to make it faster. Mm-hmm. And those two games are right now, I believe, scheduled to come out the same month. One at the start and one at the end. Yeah, that's not going to happen. We all know that. <laughs> that is not going to happen. Uh, look, it, it would be nice to get... I, I mean, we're all clamoring for more information on the NX and on Zelda and more clarity. Uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of ambivalence too because maybe they're not yet sure on everything, right? Like how right. fast, uh, uh, you know, the Chinese manufacturers can deliver the chipsets while Apple is also planning to use them to manufacture the next iPhone. There are a lot of moving parts, I think, in trying to line up, um, uh, you know, Absolutely. line up all your ducks in a row there. Sure. Um, so I, I think the other thing to consider is that early last year, it looked like PlayStation VR w- would have, come in 2015 now PlayStation VR Morpheus is a big 2000 2016 product which means there's hardware to buy for people and spend money on whereas you know originally maybe Nintendo thought they wouldn't be in this year like I think that there are always these moving parts where you got to think about what the what time yeah, is but right that's competing for a different audience I would I would maybe. use as a counter argument money for hardware sure it's money for hardware but it's yeah. it's a it's a product that right now is still targeted towards a more niche audience. Mm-hmm. I did, like People who have this crazy expectation that VR it, is going to be a mainstream product in 2016, in my opinion, need to pipe down. It, 2016, if, when VR starts, it'll be a niche product, and that, that, the responsibility of the people driving that industry is to make it quality. Ch- it is not to make it cheap. I get it. The challenge, though, is that the excitement and the coverage and the interest overshadows another product that comes to market, right? Like if sure. everybody's talking about this cool VR thing, that that 
can take a toll on on you know a Nintendo product announcement too. The Wii did it to every everybody else, right? Like people are like these motion this motion control thing is so cool. Anyone can play it to the point where both Sony and Microsoft felt like they had to develop a product because yeah. this was a new thing, right? Mm. And like there is there is a risk that VR becomes the that talk. But you know as we've seen with the price of uh, of the Oculus Rift, right, six hundred bucks. That is not a mass market product. Mm. So now we're waiting to see how much PlayStation VR is. You know, is is it the price of a console or is it going to be more? But come on, man. I th- I think there are finite dollars in the games only category, and I I think there is risk any of these products getting introduced. There's risk that people are going to have to pick and choose what they spend on. I mean, sure. there there are finite dollars, but on the same page, like the the. PS4 is at 37, 38 million mm-hmm. sold. And by the time the NX comes out, uh, Nintendo will have re- hit the reset button twice during the lifespan of the PS4, which mm-hmm. will have hundreds of games un- under its belt. Yeah, Same yeah. with the Xbox One, yeah. although not as, as many sold units. And it's going to be very difficult for people to go, do I get back on this? Do I get on this brand new thing? Yeah. Uh, or do I get on one of these old things that's been around for a few years? Like, it's got to really have something to separate it from everything else. Yeah. And if, if it does... It's got to be interesting, and it can't just be as the populace deems it gimmicky. Because yeah. the the you mentioned how Sony and Microsoft both got into motion control, those were afterthoughts for both both of them, right? They were never really the main focus. Where it was for the Wii, and that was a good bet at the time. Yeah. Um, that kind of tablet gaming thing that Nintendo put uh, forth, or 3D gaming as they did with the 3DS, yeah. those were the main focuses, right? Mm-hmm. They ended up being optional experiences, but ultimately that was the front and center thing that when a consumer goes into a store, they go, oh, this is a tablet controller. Mm-hmm. It's not just a regular controller. Yeah, all glasses-free 3D. I don't yeah. need to wear glasses to see this. So yeah. as somebody who, who got a, three, a new 3DS on launch day and got a Wii U on launch day who feels kind of burned by both of those systems because mm-hmm. neither of them really truly delivered on what I wanted them to do. You didn't play your two exclusive new 3DS games? Not really. All right. You know, right? I mean, think about the robust exclusive library that came to the new 3DS. Yep. Like, the system's a little faster. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I would say going in if you didn't expect... It's a revision. Like, no, no offense. Yeah, it, it is a revision and I think being a hardware revision comes with the expectation that yes, it can support exclusive games but I don't think unless it sells gangbusters from when it came out that you'll see many exclusive games. I, I think that's an understanding, at least among hardcore audiences. Not not to okay. Well, then know, that, sort of then that just, what that tells me is that I'm I'm bad at betting because I've made now po- two poor bets. I mean, but are you on, that disappointed with, with your new 3ds? Just out of curiosity, I'm not You're disappointed. disappointed with the library. You could have lived without it. Yeah, I'm yeah. completely <laughs> flatline lukewarm on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I'm I'm a consumer in the know. I'm on a, a popular Nintendo w- weekly podcast. When I, when I walk into a store, I know what I'm looking for. Of course. If I was a father or mother of two, and I just casually check the industry, buying a DS a DS console or system in the in the DS family line would be one of the most alienating and cons- uh, and confusing. Or the 3DS family. Sorry. The 3DS yeah, yeah, or the 2D the new 2DS. Well, they're g- part of the 2DS is part of the 3DS what family. You, that's what, what I'm doing you for about? you. I'm setting oh, up the joke. Oh, none of them come with a. a uh, uh, you know, a charging cable. Uh, unless you have things. the old one. But do you have the old one? Do oh, my want... son has the DS. Which DS? You... Oh, it doesn't work. Do you want to protect your purchase for thirty bucks more? Yeah. But... If it scratches, <laughs> we'll give you a new one. It it it, it blows your mind. So I think that like uh, there's a lot of big problems to tackle here. One is they're they've been very kind of confusing with messaging mm-hmm. on what their consoles can do, what their handhelds can do, who they're for. Uh, secondly, I think naming them has been incredibly difficult too. Right? Like, what is the 3DS? What is the 2DS? What is the new 3DS? What is the Wii U? What is well, the Wii? Well, the 2DS is yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. The Wii U name is was a it's misstep. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know if agree. the 2DS is pretty clear. It's no, it's a, a 2D version of 3DS. It plays all your 3DS versions. But it's 2D. not a DS. But it's not a DS. And it doesn't play new 3DS exclusive games. All right. But we, but we beat this mm-hmm. this naming topic sure. to death, I feel. But I'm, just, I'm Let, putting, out, I'm putting out some to... of the hurdles here. Sure, yeah, sure. Like, no. And I, think th- and I think those are all fair. But I do think what? that at this point, I feel like going into 2016, I, I mean, I am expecting a Nintendo Direct this month in January because they have Twilight Princess to start marketing. Yep. They have Star Fox to start marketing. And whatever, like Indie or 3DS. 3DS has yep. a huge first quarter filled with RPGs. Box Boy 2 I'm is sure going to come Box to the Boy, US. One on. More Box is absolutely getting announced is this, this month. called one more box uh that's the japanese name one I more love box that title. <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's really clever i put put some time in with the japanese one but we're not really going to spend a lot of time on impressions um i feel like all of we all know that nx was not revealed 
in the right conditions. Iwata, uh, late President Iwata was in a situation where he had to talk about Nintendo going into the mobile market and also still solidify that we are still a hardware maker. We are not going away from that. Yeah. And so he had to show that defense, hand early. Yeah. It was a defense, and they've been very clear, 2016, 2016, 2016, it's 2016. Yeah. And so all I'm saying is that, and and this was the, the larger point, if this is a 2016 product, you need to set those expectations and start talking about it now so people could get excited, so developers can start getting excited. Mm-hmm. You can't save that until E3. I just don't think that the developer we're part, in a world where that works. I, yeah. I agree with you, unless they're making the same mistake again, right, where they're signing up their support way late. Yep. Um, they need to talk to developers early, which means you know some of the rumbling is going to get out and some of the uniqueness of the platform would get out if they started to talk only to developers. So yes, a smart move would be to announce it on all fronts. Yeah, I, It just feels, it doesn't feel like Nintendo though. Like It well, feels like Nintendo is going to wait and make a splash at E3. Yeah, but this is a Nintendo in dire yeah. straits right now. Were mm-hmm. you not, not taking off or not mm-hmm. in the situation that it's in? You know, 10 yeah. million sold, fine, but not... Nintendo like profits. I mean, the, Brian, th- sorry. the thing is with with third far- party developers. I like third third party, party developers. Yeah, that's much better. Um, if you <laughs> you have you have two options, right? Either you uh, you create a new console that is unique, um, and you give developers optimal time to create something unique for that platform, or you give them a console that has parity with the other consoles, and you give them enough time to port the games that they already have available on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. The Wii U did neither of those things. It said, here's this new thing. Uh, you have no time to create dedicated from the ground up experiences for it, which is why we didn't get a lot of that outside of like Zombie U and a couple weird mini games here and there. Um, and it was also last gen hardware, which means they couldn't make the games they were developing for PS4 and Xbox One work on it. So we got a bunch of Xbox 360 games yeah. at the launch of the Wii U, which made which was no a mistake. sense. Which, which was made no mistake. sense at the end yeah. of that console generation. Now, I want to make sure they don't go and do that again with the NX, where they go, well, you know, so you can, this thing plays PS4 launch games, sort of, and by then the PS4 and the Xbox One, they're already moving on to the next kind of things in a few years. Or they go, you can do something totally amazing with this system. It's unlike anything you've ever seen before. You have two months to figure it out. Yeah. Well, what if That's where it becomes a problem. What if it's a portable, a portable PS4, PS4 equivalent? Oh, no, PS4. I'm turning <laughs> German on you guys here. Um, what what it, if it was like that, though? What if it used the specs from this current generation but for a console that is both home and portable like we talked about then that's in the huge but do you think that's different or do you think that's still a disappointment to publishers and i mean so that would that would be huge right yeah. obviously i think like just on a, a, a the I mean, magnific- vita didn't work right yeah, no, like no, no, vita no. was not a success well, well, that, well, the main problem was that was that with, with vita games were built for the ground up like they were built for televisions and pe- they, they try to make triple a first yeah, person shooters on a handheld that doesn't but, work but but porting um a game let's say this this is uh, i don't know i, I was going to make a point about this being a portable device and that I've made this point before. Not every game works on every screen. Some do. Yes. Some don't. Um, but I think PSP is is an example of when that thing came out. There were a lot of ports promised that were going to be PS2 like experiences, mm-hmm. and it all backfired because it couldn't handle it, or the fidelity of control wasn't that great, yeah. or you know there are limitations with storage, which still exist today. Although yeah. flash memory helps, but but I guess the the larger point I'm trying to make uh, with with all of this is. If it's not 2016, let's let's hear that early. Let's oh, set I that see. expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it is 2016, come out swinging, start talking, the, figure out your message, and and start getting people excited because they want to be excited. So what what's their universe look like if they do delay well, the system to 2017? Like what is what is let, let's the do both scenarios. If they announce before the next investors meeting, Kimishima looks really good going into that meeting. Yep. And when the investor questions come, it's not going to be a ton of what the heck is going on with NX. Instead, it'll be like, what's going on with mobile? What's going on with all these yep. other things? And it does make him look very good if that next system is starting to get excitement in the press and sure. in other places. And, and that's say, just not about him. It's also about their business. You're, you're, you're talking about giving specifics as to what it is or saying it is a 2016 Q4 launch? Or? Uh, a basic introduction. Not too specific. Like definitely keep, keeping some details hidden, but ultimately saying, look, uh, I hate to com- compare companies, but Sony – came out with a smart way to do it. Even though the, the initial PS4 reveal was this two-hour, way-too-long mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. it was, hey, our next system's in development. Here's what the controller looks like. Here's what some games will look like. 
we're going to have more coming in this year. Yeah. So That's, that to me is a smart way to start the conversation about the next be- thing. Because it is, you know, it's a public company, obviously Nintendo, traded on the Japanese stock ex- exchange. So Nintendo has to disclose stuff at a certain point in time before launch to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. The moment they disclose it to the shareholders, it's disclosed to the world, right? Yep. And so public. that's... There, there's also, you know, with bad news, like if the system was going to come out in 2017, that would tank Nintendo's stock. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, yeah, they have just to just like kind the of, mobile announcement did when they said we're pushing it to next year. Yeah. Sorry, they I have continue. to. They and they have to align. Sometimes they have to soften the bad news with the good news, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as they're kicking off their mobile initiative, that's a good time to also drop some. Bad news. So uh, as yeah. or as their their mobile game is selling through the roof and they're making a lot of money, that's a good time to give the bad news. That's, so, that's it's the good old like magician's trick, right? Yeah. Like you watch this hand, the other hand's mm-hmm. moving the thing behind the back. And now right? for the prestige. Yes, nice. 100%. nice. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about that. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we have a bunch of things to talk about for what could be big in 2016 that is not an X. We'll be right back. Tarot here with Brian Altano and Pierre Schneider, Wait. and we have here. Uh, so t- I wrote this down in such a weird way. All my notes say is 2016 could be a big year for dot dot dot. Wow. Uh, I should say the first one like grandfather Pizza. clocks. They're big every oh, year. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. They're coming um, back this year. Yeah, yeah coming back. Yeah. Apple Watch yeah. was only the beginning. Yeah. Um, so no, 2016. Uh, there's a bunch of anniversaries coming. Um, we're gonna focus more on some first party ones here. Uh, beginning with Zelda, yeah, Zelda's 30th anniversary. Woo-hoo. You could imagine 2016 should be a big year for Zelda. Um, already on the books, we know that there are three related Nintendo Zelda-related projects. Hyrule Warriors Legends counts. Zelda Twilight Princess HD, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to talk about in a second, a little more in detail. And Zelda Wii U. <clears throat> oh, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one that you know shown two years ago or a year ago, or two yep. years ago, and we got really excited for it. And, and then, I want to play. Yes, I want to play so now. badly. So uh, this week, Famitsu had a four-page spread on Twilight Princess HD that, for the most part, shared absolutely nothing new uh, outside of two things that folks noticed uh, in the images of that story. Uh, the first is that the max rupee counter is higher. Uh, we are that Woo-hoo. desperate. We are that. We live in a world where we are that desperate for news on Twilight Princess AC. I, I remember that being a good thing because I think that was kind of a, a pain in that game, right? Yes. Yes. Th- mm. There's an arm. Remember the armor that uh, runs down your rupee count too? Yes. Was that in that game yeah, yeah, or yeah. was that in Skyrim? No, no, I can't hear you over the scraping of the bottom of the barrel right now. Keep talking. <laughs> All right. Well, it's fine. <laughs> no, but, but I do remember like um, rupees became meaningless. And that, that happens. Like some of the Zelda yeah. games are not balanced. Well, the economy is yep. not balanced well. <laughs> okay. You but know? Jose, to be like fair. Like Skyward Sword, you could buy more shields and things, mm-hmm. but Twi- Twilight Princess was not like yeah, that. Whereas, to be fair, uh, Jose, Link Between Worlds, you were like a, a rapper with all the money you had. It's, yeah. a, it's a good problem to have when your game is so good that when you do an HD port of it 10 years later, the changes you have to make are pretty minimal. Oh, like, no, totally. Wind Waker yeah. was kind of in the same scenario. Like, I don't want a Star Wars Special Edition type of scenario here where all of a sudden all these things get totally changed. No, no, oh, totally. Yeah. And I, I hate to sound so uh, sarcastic with that. I mean, I'm uh, like I said earlier, I'm expecting Nintendo to come out and make some of these announcements. I mean, we all just got back from Christmas break, so I'm right. sure that they are planning and planning, and that mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct is going to be a lot of fun in January. You hear me, guys? You hyped it up January. to the, the heavens now. Better, <laughs> wow. better be in January is all I'm saying. Maybe early February. At, at Maybe latest. tomorrow. But, so that's, um, a, that's a small upgrade but and it's the other upgrade yeah and the other upgrade is less uh tiers of light to collect or fewer but yes or fewer yeah. sorry i forgot you're on our show uh, we're on yeah. you're on the show no. fewer uh yeah, tiers of light much to mistakes collect. today um, <laughs> and this was based on famitsu's four-page spread yep lastly a few more Which, details by the way is not today. something they said like no was, this is just in a picture it was just in screenshots people okay. started I read, counting i read yeah. famitsu when i was in japan and it was always very apparent that like these Publishers would just drop off 30 screenshots, and then Famitsu would go like, ah, look at this, a cat yeah. eating a monkey. We yeah. wonder what's going on here. That's That was always the captions. Well, it was, very, it was very Nintendo Power in the in the 80s and 90s, too, right? Yep. Where they would just get like a map mm-hmm. of Mega Man, and they would just draw the bosses on the side, yeah. and they'd be like, yeah. looks like that wily cat is back again. 
You're like, what? Uh, that is really pretty much how the Famitsu story ran. It yeah. was like, yeah. hey, look at these characters, and this is what it looked like on Wii, and but, now uh, this is what it looks like today. The tiers go up to 11 now and not 15, right? Uh, it depends was, on the location. Okay. It, there's been two different counts I've seen based on, the, again, this is how desperate we are, Nintendo, yeah. but it's for like, information. You know, when you game. go, when you play, when you do the rewind theater on the pictures, and obviously lots of fans online have done that, yeah. you, you realize, okay, Link is left-handed again in these pictures, so it's mm-hmm. based on the GameCube code. It doesn't tell you whether it has the Wii code in Which it where you can flip know. it and do motion controls. Mm-hmm. Probably not, yeah, right? You think it's not going to be in it, right? I don't think it's in it because, yeah, yeah it's, it's an optional experience where most Wii U's don't have that controller. Yeah. And who still has a Wii remote around like, but that's for the most so, part? It's so weird because most people play that game on Wii. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so anyone who's going to the mirror is going to play the mirror version. The mirror yeah. version, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So strange. Classic Nintendo. Uh, so then we'll Amazon see. France, <clears throat> excuse me, had a listing uh, for Zelda Twilight 8 Princess HD, which revealed the following info. First of all, hero mode, no duh. Like, mm-hmm. why would it not have hero mode? Which then? is what? That's the... a thing since Skyward Sword that, uh, well, they've started now that when you start the game, but just that you take damage. Heart yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a more difficult version, and you don't get hearts uh, from, from cutting anything you know down. I feel, you have to use potions. Yeah. I feel vindicated, by the way. Like, I said this when I first played Wind Waker. Hmm. And I was sitting with Nintendo folks in their booth at E3, and I said, why don't you have adjustable difficulty? Because falling into lava and losing a quarter of a heart is stupid. Like, yeah. I want I want to be scared of falling into the lava. And they're like, oh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to, you know, like, segment it. And somebody was had a bad Uma experience. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, I like, forget hmm. who was in there. But they were really, really opposed to the concept of okay. adjustable difficulty. So I, it's good to see it now, though. So yeah. uh, more from, the, from, yeah. from uh, Sacre Bleu from, yeah. the Fran- from France. Uh, Wii U gamepad will be used to manage the player's inventory real time. Again, not of a huge surprise. This is where we start getting interesting. Link, Toon Link, Zelda, and Sheik. Uh, it's missing Ganondorf in this list. When activated, will replenish hearts or arrows. Um, what does they've that mean? said that other Zelda-related amiibo oh, will amiibo. somehow work in the game. Well, Ganondorf uh, rep- should not replenish anything. <laughs> you take damage. <laughs> you should take them away. Yeah. I love that. That actually, I like that idea. We should we should get in touch with them. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Link amiibo is set to unlock a new dungeon, which loosely uh, translates to the Cave of Twilight. Get out uh, from the French. Okay, uh, you this, can't make this, all this up. This sounds plausible. Yeah. This sounds plausible. So I, I, no, I, I still would France, take some of this with like a this. stay snitching. <laughs> um, I would take any of this with a grain of salt because. Take, for example, and this is an isolated incident, but I just want to set expectations for people because I feel like you always should live in a world where expectations are set. The GameCube controller adapter, when it was coming out, uh, there was a story run saying, oh, this is going to work on all your virtual console. This is going to work across multiple software. And we, I think we sat in this room. I don't remember, but I was pretty sure every time that story came up in our newsroom, I was like, no way, only Smash Brothers. I bet you this is just a retail listing that got carried away. And that's what ended up happening. So there, that information was in a retail that listing? It was in a retail listing. I think Somebody Best Buy, was just kind Best of Buy put it in. Uh, this, was, this was U.S. It wasn't French. Maybe the French are more honest. Yeah. But um, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was there. People turned it into a, spun it into a bunch of stories. And then came the inevitable wave of disappointment when it did not support those things. Yeah. And a bunch of people going, ah, I wanted it to okay. do that. I want to use my GameCube game controller on everything. This is not fair, Nintendo. Wham, wham, wham. Okay, lands. but I can see how somebody creating that listing and the original information is, you know, play you know, play your favorite games with the with the GameCube controller, and then got carried away. No, a little no, bit no, it's it not That's as specific. Yeah. It's not as specific, but I would still say you never know. So it, it sounds very plausible. I think it is real. I also think a reminder to folks: if this Wolf Link Amiibo does unlock a new dungeon, don't forget that Wolf Link Amiibo also works with New Zelda when it comes out. Does that make you in mad? November. By the way, like, no, it's fine. Wait, you weren't you mad when in Splatoon? I was, but let me tell you the, the difference. Challenges? I'm glad you asked this question. Let me tell you. I the already difference. know the answer. You but do. I want him that to share it. Twilight Princess is a much bigger, longer game. There's a lot more to do in that game. So if you did hide a dungeon behind Amiibo, I'm not offended by that because at the end of the day, I am a, a, a big enough consumer in Nintendo products that I don't mind buying that to experience that dungeon. I'm sure there are going to be some people writing in the minute I said that going, absolutely not. This is an outrage. I'm being nickel and dimed for $13.99 for a new dungeon that might just last two minutes. I object, sir. I would just say, look, so far, I'm sold on it. I'm okay with it. I don't think this is a bad thing. Also, Zelda the- is a 60-plus hour game. You have plenty to do. Yeah, also, this, the only way to buy this game currently is with the Amiibo unless you go digital. 
Oh, so that is, is, that, is literally that your only option. Although that that version has actually been sold out on Amazon for a while, so maybe this whole thing I will be screwy. I think it's funny to me because um, Wind Waker was the game that needed the extra dungeon. <laughs> Twilight Princess is doing fine. Well, it had on dungeons. Ex- yeah, it had, it, Twilight uh, Princess has a lot Twilight, of stuff Twilight in Princess it. has a lot of yeah. dungeons. Wind Waker has like what five? It would be Many, cool. Six? It would be cool if this dungeon somehow ties to events though in New Zelda, like just just out of or like it's some like a classic crazy, reboot, like something you've experienced maybe before that, done yeah. in the new style. No, I, I'm ex- I'm excited by that. Granted, I would buy this amiibo anyway, yeah. right? Mm. Um, did you guys my, did you the guys play um, Link's Awakening, the Game Boy Color version, DX? Yes. Yeah. So that one had a color dungeon. Whoa. You know, that you could only That's play. Right. Sounds weird. Batten down the handshakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that you could only on play there? on a Game Boy Color, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when, you sh- when you played it on a Game Boy Color, it just showed up that way. Uh, and it didn't exist in the original version. And it was short, and it was kind of gimmicky, but it was also kind of cool to just be like, here's an extra little thing in some cave in the corner. You bomb some wall that wasn't bombable before, and all yeah. of a sudden you go in, and there's this new thing they patched in. I think that stuff's kind of interesting. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too integral to the to the overall story of it. Um, ultimately, I've seen Amiibo from the start as a cool statue collectible that has a secondary... Uh, bonus of unlocking content and I don't see it as the other way around it always bothers me when people do when yeah. they're like I gotta buy the amiibo just to unlock this thing yeah. I'm like no you get a cool figure and as a bonus you get a cool yeah. thing like because yeah. I, I bought, I bought be about. Yeah, yeah, I, I bought DLC where mm-hmm. I don't get a cool figure when it remains know? to be seen if uh, in, in this particular instance if that if the cave of twilight is if that's the magical name mm-hmm. for you know what took, uh, will that be unlocked by regular means if you didn't have the amiibo well, well, sure. it also remains to be seen that it's not just a wolf based challenge dungeon where you fight enemies with your with your head I claw. love when we manage expectations on the show wolf, I like that a wolf based challenge dungeon mm, well you remember the uh, the combat yeah. against the uh, what were they called? What, what were the dark side people called? Jesus, the dark garbage ghosts. Keep going. Keep no, going. they're not garbage okay. ghosts. Ta- Rastas, keep going. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, they had tentacles. Yeah, the, the, the ing. No. no, no, that's Metroid. Um, yeah. But but <laughs> I, I felt that combat was the least successful part of it, right? Like where you highlight all three to take them out because otherwise they go and wake each other up again. Like it was yeah. fun a couple of times, and I'm like, oh no, now it's gonna turn. After a while, it turned into the tank from Arkham. I, you know, like I actually think a lot of that repetitive thing you didn't like doing. I think a lot of that nausea came from the fact that the motion controls didn't really make sense for that character yeah like just thrashing around as a wolf with your wrist didn't make as much sense as like I'm holding a sword with the nunchuck and the Wii remote like sword and shield scenario so um, maybe that's why yeah but I'm hoping it's not please don't be that kind of cave of twilight wait hold on quick question then Uh, Mm. if they're going with the GameCube version it means they're they're getting rid of the motion controls right yeah uh, I would not be surprised if the gamepad has motion controls <laughs> for aiming. Don't forget that. Uh, for aiming, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wind Waker yeah. HD, for example. But so does this mean they're getting rid of... Rid, rid of, rid of <laughs> woulda, the, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, Elmer Fudd. Uh, the Wii Remote Nunchuck combination of like Sword and Shield? I thought I saw a putty cat. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, he, I was going to quote Elmer You Fudd, think sorry. it's not in, right? You think the I Wii controls are not in? No, I don't think they are. It um, doesn't sound like they're I in. I feel like it'd be really weird that they didn't have that alternate quest because... It's something that they can – it's not that hard to put in here, and they would basically have an entire mirror mode in the game right? with the alternate controls and give you the choice. Yeah. But, yeah, every picture so far has been the GameCube version, yeah. which is I, – I, you know, I, I prefer I like to buttons. play that now. I, yeah, pre- I, like, I like my buttons. buttons yeah. But I do like aiming with the controller. And I I've, I've heard some cool. people say they prefer the motion and the sword and shield yeah. bit. I, I'm not to that guy, own, but so. no. Yeah, to each his own. I, no, I like no how disrespect. Wind Waker handled it. You know, sure, traditional buttons, you could use the map, and you could also aim with the... Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the case. I think yeah. the motion stuff will yeah. just be adapted to tilting your gamepad back yep. and forth for aiming and stuff like that. All right, let's move on to the next thing that could be big in 2016. Metroid. Uh, so Metroid's 30th anniversary, and I think Kid Icarus is as well. And I didn't put it on this list, and we'll come back to that one. We're not doing the full list ne- today. Neither is Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. So far, here's what we know about uh, Metroid's 30th anniversary. Right now, uh, first of all, there is no celebration. Uh, at least Nintendo has not said a word on if that is going to be one of its bigger talking points for the year. Mm-hmm. This week, however, Metroid Zero Mission is finally released on Virtual Console in the West. Hallelujah! You should absolutely play that game. In fact, oh, game. Man, in yeah. fact, uh, might we got be a, the best. We got a question by email from Eric Osborne, who says, "Even though I am a big Nintendo fan uh, for a long time, I've oddly never played a Metro game outside of a few minutes here and there. I've been thinking of playing through the series due to there not being a lot of games. Would you recommend playing it in order of release, chronological order, story-wise?" 
Love the podcast. Yeah. Let me know. Um, Eric, we did a Metroid episode, but we can still revisit this answer for you right now. The answer is, I think you should start with Zero Mission. For sure. It's a remake of the first game. Yeah. The NES game does not hold up very well. The remake uh, does hold up incredibly well. I just played it about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to play it again. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> so amazing. It, it's yeah. weird because I feel like it's been more accessible to play Fusion for the last few years. Like, that's just popped up more here and there. I know it was part of their yeah. sort of Ambassadors. apology. Amb- yeah, ambassador package. The apology package. Uh, <laughs> Zero Mission is ultimately the better game. Those games came out within a few years of each other, but Zero Mission is a remake of the NES version. It's got probably the most gorgeous sprite art that that franchise has ever had, yeah. and it ditches the sort of annoying narrator complex that Fusion has. Yeah. Um, Shady Cathy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I think it's a little more, it's, a, it's way more modernized than Super Metroid is, although that Game is a, and I don't, a classic, and I don't think I, I don't think playing it will ruin the experience for Super Metroid. I think Super no. Metroid still holds up as well. I mean, obviously it's much older and yep. doesn't look quite as nice, but I, I think you can play play that one next. Yeah, um, if you and if then you go for see, the Prime games, yeah, or Fusion, see a really good game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's your starting port, Eric. Uh, hope you enjoy that. Uh, let's just power through these last two things and then we probably got to go because we're running a little over close on time. I know you got to be somewhere. Yeah, I How are you run. doing? Okay. Uh, uh, so my question then, will Metroid Prime Federation Force return 2016? Most likely, yes. I think it's it's uh, it's telling that that game's gone into hibernation for so long. They're probably retooling it a little bit, adding some extra stuff to it. Uh, we saw it at E3. I played it at E3. Mm-hmm. It's Fun oh, you for played Blast Ball at E3. Oh, that's what I'm talking play, about. Yeah, you didn't yeah. play the campaign of Federation oh, can- Force. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. no. So, yeah, I, played, I played the Blast Ball section of whatever that whole package is going to look like at the mm-hmm. end. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I think it got – it was actually I'll, – I'll say this. It was embarrassing what Nintendo fans did to, like, the YouTube videos on that. and, and Wee, the public I don't like thrashing this. of it not being exactly what they wanted it to be. And I get that. I'm, I'm – trust me. I was – I was – I was playing Metroid as a, as a child. That was one of my first games I ever played. I, there's no one in, in the world that wants a, a more traditional Metroid uh, sort of throwback game to come out than me. That being said, like, be open-minded about stuff. Like, yeah. this, this might be cool. It's, like, it's, give it a shot. It's not a main series game either. Yeah. Um, and so it's not ruining any memory or anything. You can play it just like you can play a Metroid pinball game and not, not think twice. Not yeah. far. But um, I actually think that is their Metroid anniversary celebration title this year coupled with they're going to go revisionary and talk about you know zero mission having come out too yeah. in the year of metroid celebration so i said this last year will, that would be it and then they will announce the nx metroid game so so i believe uh, i, ju- I just want to say in, yeah. in response to federation force in case i haven't made this clear on the show last year it did have a poor showing at e3 however i do believe in kensuke tanabe the producer on this game i do believe in next level games i think those two are going to come together and make something cool. I, I'm, like I'm, I'm saying it right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Kick punch. And so don't sleep on that game for now. Like, yes, it is. it doesn't have Samus right now. Yes, the way you saw it, it was a bit rough. But um, I do think, though, that it's pretty telling that at, during interviews, Tanabe talked about a 3D Metroid Prime follow-up that isn't in development. So we clearly know we're not getting a Metroid Prime-style game. Yeah. But that also sets the table for is the other Metroid producer working on something, even though he said he's kind of done with working on Metroid, uh, the 2D games, or if someone else has assumed that role. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and say there'll be one more Metroid thing it, this year, so, whether some, it's retro or someone else, but someone's picking up that ball in 2016. Somebody needs to write down every time Nintendo has said we're not working on that, and then actually something did come out, because remember how many times we've heard, oh, no plans to do Majora's Mask yep. and all that in the past, and it's like, now we're talking about it being one of our Game of the Year nominees for last year, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, there has, there, people change their minds and things get started after somebody says we, we're not planning to work on yeah. this so yeah. and sometimes they just don't tell you so the last big uh thing and we'll go through this one quickly we'll probably do, revisit this one next episode pokemon's 20th anniversary is this year right Yay. now japan is getting four pokemon themed 2ds bundles u.s and europe are getting special well in u.s's case new 3ds bundle in europe they're getting the 2DS one, right? bundles yes the smaller model cool face plates look that up if you haven't seen it Japan is also getting a re-release of the original trading card game. There's a trading card expansion coming out. There's a Super Bowl commercial 
tackle Pikachu at, at the Super Bowl this year. I don't Finally. know what it is. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Pokemon Pokemon tournament is part of the yep. celebration. One thing I don't think we're going to see is a new entry in Pokemon this year. I think instead the, they'll stack the table and kind of celebrate the nostalgia versus tell you the next big thing. Um, but at the same time, I don't think Pokemon crosses over to NX right away. If anything, and history is a lesson there. With DS and 3DS, they said, no, nah, we'll stick with DS, and it worked out fine. Yeah. Um, so wherever they decide to be. And also, don't forget Pokemon Go, which is a, hopefully still a 2016 thing. That's likely to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yeah. big. Yeah, um, and when I heard Super Bowl commercial, I immediately thought Pokemon Go. It's kind, me too. It's kind of funny be, me because too. that is – it's more accessible, easy. You can download it right there right while you're watching phone. the Super Bowl and stuff. But that's not what's happening, Maybe right? it'll include yeah. like a beta starts Maybe, like huh? some such and such day. Go to Pokemon.com. I mean, they, they clearly are banking on dads watching with their kids, right? Yeah. Like it's the family kind of viewing time of the Super Bowl and they're trying to reach uh, families that way. It's interesting. I would have never thought mm-hmm. we'd see a Pokemon Super Bowl commercial, but we'll yep. see. Here we are. Yeah. All right. So lastly, I want to uh, end the show because Brian's got to go. We've got to go. We started a little late today, but we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat, and thank you for coming back in 2016. And if you're just listening for the first time, we like you too. Uh, so there's a bunch of things <laughs> that I should say. Uh, but, of course, you can leave us feedback. We are RGN. We have a ton of shows here. If you're interested in leaving this show feedback, you can email us at mvc at IGN.com or head on over to iTunes, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Uh, a bunch of you respond to me, responded to me on Twitter with feedback for things that you wanted to see in 2016. Um, we're looking at that list, and we're also looking at bringing some guests in. The first one might be next week, might not. Can't make promises. Uh, anything else to share, I guess, before we go to Twitter names? Uh, no, I'm excited to cover this year. It's going to be weird and crazy. It, and is. And it is. It is It is. one of those years where you just don't know what to expect. But yeah. We do know there needs to be news on on NX, so that alone makes it exciting. Yeah. Anytime yeah. we get new hardware is awesome. And, and you know, on the PlayStation side, VR coming out is really exciting. There are a bunch of really exciting stories this year. Totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So uh, lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. And you can find myself at Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.